Roberta. We are undoubtedly singing with your heart again today. And we are all here to learn how to lead with our heart, right? That's why we come together to support and encourage one another in doing that. So I am so delighted to be here with you today as we start our fall program once more. And yay! Yay! It's been about 20 years that this community has had this um, uh, annual event, fall program, where we study a book together, have group discussions about it, and uh, start to grow with one another. So this year our book is Discovering Your Soul's Signature with Panas Desai, and I'm really excited to be on this journey with all of you today. So today um, we are talking about being with the uncomfortable, being with the uncomfortable. That's our conversation. So I have a question for you because I love, John, I love that meditation that you did for us in which he brought up all the many types of emotions that we can experience. And sometimes in spiritual community we can have this idea that I'm not supposed to be feeling these negative emotions, that I'm supposed to be happy and joyful and peaceful all the time. And that's just not reality. So I want to ask everybody a question. I want you to think about this past week that you've just gone through. And I want you to think about whether at any time during this past week you felt a sense of fear around anything. Fear might have shown up as worry. Fear might have shown up as anger. But underneath of it, there was some fear. So if anybody in this past week experienced that sense of fear, I'm going to invite you to stand up. Yeah, I want you to stay standing. You don't have to stand up if, like, oh, everybody's standing. I must have to stand up, you know. <laughs> no, only if you experience fear, right? All right? So how about this one? You can stay standing and, the re- and uh, think about, over this past week, have you experienced any sense of sadness? And if you've experienced sadness, I would invite you to stand up. And then over this past week, Did you experience any sense of anger, anger around anything? And I'd invite you to stand up if you're still sitting. How about guilt? Did you experience guilt around anything that you did or thought of? And then stand up. How about a sense of shame around anything that you did or thought? Did you experience a sense of shame? And then our final one is a sense of self-judgment. Did you find yourself judging yourself in some way? I got a few more people. Yeah, 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 that one, that one pretty much did it. So there's a couple of people still sitting, and I'm going to take your names down. Good for you, good for you. But the rest of you, I want you to, all of you, I want you to just look around, right? Look around. And all of us feeling the full range of our human emotions, and specifically these negative ones that we just identified. So you can all sit back down again. Our conversation today is about being with the uncomfortable. And a lot of times those negative emotions, when they come up, make us feel uncomfortable. And again, a lot of times, if you're on a spiritual path, you're thinking to yourself, I shouldn't be feeling these negative emotions. 
and so we want to push them aside. But what I want us to think about today is that if we are living life from this place of really living into our soul signature, really living into the purpose that you are here to demonstrate in your life, really living into the idea that you are the divine here expressing uniquely and individually as you, there are going to be moments that you're going to feel uncomfortable. So we have to make peace with those moments. So I have another exercise for you. I want you to close your eyes for a minute. And I want you to think about the first time you did something really big. Maybe it was when you had that first child, you became a parent for the first time. Maybe it was entering into a relationship with a significant other for the first time. Starting a first job. A first adventure of some sort. Whatever that first is for you, I invite you to go back to what you were feeling at the time of that first. And I want to invite you back to this room. How many of you were able to identify a first something that you did for the first time, right? So what were the feelings that were involved as you took on whatever that first something was? Anybody want to share? Fear, Vivian says, Janet. A multitude of feelings. A multitude of feelings. Both those that we would label good as well as those that we would label bad, right? A multitude of feelings. Anybody else? A sense of celebration. What else? A sense of joy. Yes. Excitement. Confidence. All right. So those of you, the joy, the excitement, the confidence. Do any of you want to share what that first experience was? Um, just in a word or two, what was it that you were going through for the first time? Any? The birth of a child, Brian. So that's a good one. A lot of us can appreciate and understand the birth of a child and the excitement that goes around that. Brian, was there anything within you during that moment where you were so excited and full of hope for this birth of a child that you were also underneath of it feeling a little bit like, oh my gosh, what have I done? i got to get a job. It was, uh, there was some uncomfortable there with it as well, right? Right, right. So Shirley, I saw your hand. Starting your own business. Right. And so you felt a sense of exhilaration around that. An incredible feel of failure, right? Do you see how we can feel both things at the same time, right? Like Janet's talking about, Brian, Shirley, I'm sure many of you. So my point about this is that we have to be willing to go through the uncomfortable feeling in order to stretch into a way of being that we have never before experienced. And if we are not willing to stretch into the uncomfortable of it, then how will we ever experience the fullness that God is calling us to? If you and I are here to discover and live into our soul signature, how many of you think that there might be some uncomfortableness that might arise with that? Right? So how do we make friends with that? 
how do we become willing to move through the uncomfortable? I was thinking this past week about one of my firsts. And it was the first time that I went out to Unity Village back in 2001 to take classes for the first time. And I remember sitting there outside of the cottage that I was staying with the same thing that many of you mentioned, this this sense of excitement, this sense of joy that I had made it to the village, but underneath of it all was also this fear and terror, like, what am I doing here? I don't know anybody. This is really scary. Saying yes to moving through that experience anyway allowed me to come out the other side of that. This past week, I was at um, Great Lakes Conference, Unity Conference, and it was a whole week of basically everything that we have been talking about over the last month, right? So the idea of community, the idea of sharing, the idea of listening, the idea of connecting intimately and authentically with one another. Now, I just spent a whole month talking about this stuff, right? We come into the room after lunch one day, and the room is set up with these eight chairs. So I know we're now going to be doing group work. (laughs) And we had to sit in those eight chairs, and our wonderful facilitator, Reverend Charlene Manuel, she's from Miami, she was leading us through this week of really deep connecting with one another. And she said, I want you to sit, eight of you in a circle, And I want you to understand that you have a council of seven other people that are here joining you, right? They're going to listen to you. They're going to give you feedback. This is your opportunity to share whatever you want to share for four minutes. And I went, what am I going to share? What am I going to say? I don't know what to say. And they said, she said, you know, you'll decide who's going to start. And I was clear that was not going to be me. But I was also clear that the president of the region was in our group and that he was sitting just two seats away from me. And I had no doubt in my mind he would. And he did say, I'll start. Which meant that I knew that in a couple of times it was going to be my turn. And during all of this, also being an awareness of, wait, I'm supposed to be actively listening and present, while in my mind I'm going, I don't know what I'm going to say, I don't know what I'm going to say, I don't want to do this. And then, we were in groups of eight, every place had eight people, and somebody came in late. And this one person sat in our circle. And you know what my mind did? It said, yes, I got an out. Because I could just graciously offer to give up my turn so that this one could have my turn and we'd still have the space. The things that we do, right, to get out of those feelings of uncomfortableness as life is calling us to stretch and to be bigger than we ever imagined we could be. I chose this area. I came out the other side. And I was so grateful that I had done it. 
Because it is only in this way, as you and I recognize, there's that fear again. There's that resistance again. There's that place in me that wants to get out of whatever this is this time. Is the exact place that we need to be to stretch and grow into everything that God would have us be. I was also thinking this week of the story of the Israelites leaving bondage in Egypt, right? So Moses, we know the story, Moses is leading the Israelites out of bondage in Egypt. And after the ten plagues come along, they, they all leave. And they're rushing, getting, trying to get away from the Egyptians, the slaveholders who are behind them, right? And they come to the Red Sea. We all know this story, right? They come to the Red Sea. Can you imagine what is going through their mind? Everything that goes through your mind when you're saying yes to God, and then you meet this first obstacle that comes up and you can't see your way through it. How am I going to get through this? And of course, God came along and performed this magnificent miracle, right? The Red Sea parts. The Israelites are able to walk through. The Red Sea closes down again, and the Egyptians can't get them. Now, think about it. Think about the times in your life where you have had this experience of, I'm not sure, what am I going to do? How am I going to get through it? And something happens, and you get through it, and you go, wow, I did it. Maybe you've had an experience where God created something in your life that was miraculous to help you to get through it. And you think, wow, that was amazing. God's got my back. And you'd think you'd stay there, right? But here's the story of the Israelites wandering through the desert. They're wandering along now. They've, they've been rescued. They've been saved. This great, grand miracle has happened. And they start getting hungry, uncomfortable. And what do they say? They say to Moses, oh, you should have just left us in Egypt. At least we had food there. Oh, I don't want to do this that I'm being called to do. I like the safety of not doing this. I know that I might not be living up to my full potential there, but it sure feels way better than this uncomfortableness, right? Yes, God's helped me before, but I don't know if God's going to have my back this time. So there they are. Oh, I wish I was in bondage instead. And God responds with manna. You remember the story? Manna is going to fall from the sky. Each day they're to gather up the manna, enough food for the day. God's got us. God's taking care of us. Again, imagine the miracle of that. Imagine a miracle like that in your life. What would you be thinking in that moment? Oh, I can trust God. God's got my back. I don't have to worry. I don't have to be afraid. And then they're wandering some more through the desert. And now they're thirsty. And again, they're saying to Moses, Oh, if you had just left us in bondage. Sure, we were slaves. We weren't free. But at least we had water. And again, Moses and Turning back to God, God responds, and the water flows as he hits his staff on the, rock, on the rock, and the water flows, and there's enough water. Again, God rescued us. God is there. 
And we know that they continued to wander, right, for 40 years. And through that wandering for 40 years, they continue to go back and forth with this. Look at how God has showed up for us. Oh my gosh, is God going to show up for us? Look at how God has showed up for us. Oh my gosh, I don't know if God is going to show up for us. Do you recognize that pattern of human behavior? Metaphysically, Moses represents, you know, he was pulled out of the water as a babe, pulled out of the water. So Moses represents for us that being pulled out from within out in an evolving level of consciousness. That's what Moses represents. What does an evolving level of consciousness do when it meets fear, worry, doubt, concern, anger, disappointment, betrayal, sadness? What is an evolving level of consciousness represented by Moses? What does it do? Pray. Pray is a good thing to do. What do we do in prayer? But turn to God, right? We turn to God in that moment. So Moses is the one who represents for us that in those moments, an evolving level of consciousness says, let's turn to God. Let's pray. Let's affirm. Let's know the truth. The Israelites represent that level of consciousness of thought that needs to be disciplined. Because we all have these thoughts that come up when we're meeting up against the uncomfortable of, I don't want to do that. This is too scary. This is too hard. I don't know how. And we need to discipline our thoughts to continuously return again and again and again back to God. You see somewhere in your life where you're being called to do that? And do you recognize that until you are willing to move through everything that's uncomfortable, it will be very difficult to fulfill your soul's signature. Because it will get you out of your comfort zone. Greg reminded me last service, you know, I started with all of those negative emotions. That's the way Panache's book begins. In fact, let me just share with you a a little bit of uh, reading from this very first day. The very first day starts in fear, right? And this is what it says. Nothing, absolutely nothing is wrong, but something sets you off, and you start being fearful of something that hasn't even happened and likely won't. Seemingly, out of the clear blue sky, you start worrying about the bills. You start obsessing about your job. Maybe your boss doesn't really like you, or maybe a coworker is sabotaging you. And your mind runs with this for a while. Possibly, your fear takes the form of worrying about your children. You know, the B-minus on the math test that might be setting him up for a lifetime of underachievement. Or how about the daughter in middle school... And you're worrying now that her her self-esteem is going to be permanently damaged. And then, of course, there's always your health. You wake up in the morning with a headache, and you're sure it's a tumor. Do we recognize this, what we do? And before you know it, you become a sick, unemployed, poor parent 
all in your mind. All in your mind. We laugh. I hear the giggles because we recognize and realize how we do this, right? And Greg reminded me after first service that it's not only about the negative emotions. This is fear. You're going to have fear and you're going to have sadness and you're going to have anger. I mean, we hit them all this week. Shame. You know, self-sabotage, that idea. We hit them all this week. We just get them over with. Because we all feel them. We all feel these ways. And if we don't attach a story to it, because remember, an emotion, a feeling, is nothing more than a chemical reaction that's taking place in your brain. That's it. And if we don't attach a story to that, I've told you this before, how long does that feeling stay in your body as this chemical reaction? 90 seconds. 90 seconds. Here I am, feeling fear again. Okay, I'm just going to rest with it and feel this fear for a moment. There it is. But then I remember the truth. Oh, but where I am, God is. God's got my back. I know this. And then the fear resolves itself. It moves away. And what Greg reminded me of this morning is that we can do the same thing with those positive types of emotions. See if you recognize the idea that, ooh, life is going really well. I wonder how long that'll last. And we get uncomfortable with our happiness. I know people who don't like the idea of peace because what the heck is that? I'm kind of comfortable in my chaos, thank you very much. So it can show up in lots of different ways, our resistance to it. But we're inviting one another this week to just Embrace it all. Recognize that within it all, there's a lesson for us. There's a a message here for me. When I was willing to to go up to that place of wall of of uncomfortable where I did not want to share authentically something deeply from my heart to these people that I don't know what they're going to do with it, and oh, I hate this. But when I did it anyway, it's not like the world shifted tremendously or anything. But I did. I remembered once more that I have the power within me to move through this situation. So you all got, when you came in here, a a green heart. Many of you are wearing green. I see it. Somebody's been asking, what's with the colors? So in unity, we have 12 powers. Unity has 12 powers uh, that we talk about, but I was made clear a couple of weeks ago that when I say unity has these 12 powers, you're not necessarily getting that that means you have these 12 powers, right? So unity has them, yes, but so do you. So we each have these 12 powers within us. Today's power that we are focused on is the power of strength. It's that spring green color, strength. And in unity, what the power of strength is, is our ability to persevere. Whenever you think, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, you can breathe and remember, oh yeah, I have that power of strength within me, and that will help me to persevere through whatever this situation may be. So whatever you're going through this week, when you, when you meet up against that wall of resistance, where that place of uncomfortable is, where you want to turn around and run... I want you to remember, I have strength in me. Unlimited 
thanks. And that thanks will help me to focus on you. Do you remember that this week with me? So we're doing something a little bit different through the fall program on our spiritual practice. Usually I give you the spiritual practice. But I want to push you guys a little deeper. I want you to think about for yourself, what would be my spiritual practice this week? And you have received, as you came in, two cards, your intention cards, one with a ribbon, one without a ribbon. And the intention cards are designed so that I want you to decide now what is your spiritual practice going to be this week, being around this idea of embracing the uncomfortable. What is my spiritual practice going to be? So mine this week is reading this book, Tanash Desai. We have a morning reading, an afternoon reading, and an evening reading. I've been trying to read this book since July. I'm just saying... (laughs) And I keep forgetting to do my readings when I'm supposed to do my readings. So here's what I've done. You can all do this. So you've got a phone. You've got a tablet. There's a little clock on there. You, you hit on the clock. You hit on the alarm part. And I now have an alarm that goes off at 7.50 every morning to say, read your morning reading. And then again at 11.50, it's time to read your noon reading. And then again at 9.30, don't forget to read before you go to sleep. Now here's what happened to me last night. I turned off my light to go to sleep, and then the dang alarm went off. And I just wanted to go to sleep, to be honest with you. And I took a breath, and I remembered my commitment. And I turned the light back on, and I read my reading. And if I just keep doing that, (laughs) over the course of the next six weeks, I will get through this book with you. So what is your intention? What is your spiritual practice for this week. If you need a pen, raise your hand. If you need these little green cards, raise your hand. People are going to come around because you're not leaving the Unity Hall here until you've decided what is it that I'm going to write on my card. What is my intention for spiritual practice this week? Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. They're coming around. And when you get your card, I want you to write it down. What is it? What is it that you're willing to do this week? What is it that you're willing to do this week? I will remember that I'm strong and intelligent, somebody wrote last, last service. I will fear the fear and lean in to release it. What's yours? What are you willing to do this week? Write it down. Write it down. We've got a couple more over here yet. Now, y'all had a break this week. I didn't ask you how many had done the spiritual practice and what had you done. I knew we had a lot to talk about. But I'm going to ask again next week. So I want you to take this on. Take this seriously. Recognize that Doing the spiritual practice is going to bring you to a place of being uncomfortable and not wanting to do it at some point or the other. And you're going to persevere and pull forth from your strength, and you're going to do it anyway. Now, before you leave today, what I want you to do is to come forward. And you can see, 9 o'clock service, they tied their green intention cards with the ribbon onto our frames here. That's what I want you to do before you leave with the one with the ribbon on it. And some of you who can stretch... 
into the uncomfortable, I'm going to invite you to stretch down and tie them low. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to have webs with six weeks worth of up on top and nothing below, right? And then the one that you are going to take with you, those of you in a book study group, uh, in your book study group will get one of these beautiful bookmarks with a chain so that you can put your intention card on here. But if you're not in a book study group, you can stop by and see Laverne, who is over on the north side of the building right in front of my office. She's got a table set up, and she's got um, those. For those of you who are not in a book study group, you can pick one up as well with a chain. And then you're going to put your intention on there and put that in your book because that's going to be your reminder all week long what it is that you said you were going to do. Are you with me? All right, you going to join me? Oh, um, we have 135 people signed up for small groups. Yeah. If you have not signed up and you'd like to sign up, there are still room in some of our groups. This will be the last Sunday you can sign up. But again, if you see Laverne down on that side, she can get you signed up into a group. And um, I'm just looking back at our youth wall of abundance here. I also want to let you know this is our last week that that's going to be up. Thank you, Jesse. And this is our youth uh, fund, current fundraiser, and we've raised a lot of money for them so far. This is our final week, so if you've been thinking about doing that, please consider uh, picking up an envelope, whatever amount you'd like, put that amount in the envelope, and there's a black box there you can leave them. So, you are made strong through that Christ spirit within. I am made strong through that Christ spirit within. Will you say that with me? I am made strong through that Christ spirit within. Let's say it again. I am made strong through that Christ spirit within. Let us go and let us live into that this week, meeting every fear and plow through it to the other side where freedom is there. Thank you and God bless.